Hey, everybody, it's Adam Ray and Brad Williams for the About Last Night podcast. What a show today. It was fun. Yeah. It was fun. Uh, I like doing these away episodes where we actually go to people's homes because I feel like we see them where they're comfortable. Yeah. You know, they're not they're not here, they're not they're uh, in their habitat. Yeah. They're not they're not they're not scared by your by your candles or uh Muppet posters. Scared. Uh, you know. You mean inspired? <laughs> well that too. <laughs> Uh, but it was a fun episode. Our guest today is uh, Neil Brennan. And uh, if for any reason you don't know the name, you certainly know the work. Sure. Uh, I mean, I've, I've heard of this thing called Chappelle Show. Yeah, just maybe the yeah. highest selling TV show DVD of all time. Yeah. Uh, he's written uh, for countless TV shows, uh, wrote uh, the movie Half Baked with Dave Chappelle. Right. Which is uh, a cult classic. Absolutely. Uh, he, uh, he's written for the ESPYs. Um, for uh, late the White, night shows. Yeah, the White House Correspondence oh, yeah. Dinner. With Seth Meyers, that's right. I mean, he wrote jokes. He, he wrote jokes knowing the most powerful man on the planet is going to be hearing those jokes. Yeah. Like, that's a fine line <laughs> to walk. And he just started stand-up. People think that he's been doing stand-up. His hour specials uh, just came out on Comedy Central. Uh, uh, women and Black Dudes. That's right. Which is... Unbelievable! So yeah. you got to get it because he—he's he, obviously being a writer. People just think, "Oh yeah, he's been doing stand-up because he's been in the comedy game forever." But he just started seven years ago, mm-hmm. and as you'll hear in the interview, I mean, he—you know—it uh, it, stand-up is uh, such a great beast. Of uh, it's a very just profession where it's like you can't just just because you've been a writer doesn't mean you're going to translate to being a great right. performer. Uh, Adam and I, you've you've and I seen plenty of people who that were that were writers that then went up on stage and the jokes didn't exactly translate. Sure, to or the, vice versa. Performance. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, but the fact that he's uh, good at both of them just speaks to who he is as a talent. And uh, always a fun guy to hang out with. Yeah, he's whenever, a great dude. Whenever we uh, see him at the clubs, and uh, it, it was really cool to get over to his house and interview him, man. Yeah, in Venice, which is always a great uh, place to be because you're near the beach, and uh, it's just you, cool. It, it's inspiring too because it's like, oh man, hopefully we get to be famous enough to where we can uh, have a place near the beach. Well, I tell you what, if plenty of people go to aboutlastnightpodcast.com and click on the Amazon banner and do <laughs> and buy maybe a jumbo jet, uh, <laughs> then maybe we. Can- Get, Amazon. Yeah, then maybe we can get our mansion in uh, Venice Beach. So uh, yeah, do that so we, so we can have the About Last Night podcast mansion. And of course, on aboutlastnightpodcast.com, in addition to the Amazon banner, where you should shop so you can kick us back a little bit of coin. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the episodes are there for you to stream. Uh, Bob Saget, Kevin Neal, and Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig. Uh, Chris Delia, all of them. Russell Peters that just came out. And we've got some amazing ones coming up. Obviously, you can get it on iTunes and Stitcher as well. Subscribe on iTunes. Rate Goddamn podcast! Put five stars on it. All that shit helps. Keep tweeting at us, um, and of course, follow us on Twitter at Funny Brad at Adam Ray Comedy. Brad, where are you going to be on the road coming up? Well, let me tell our listeners where. In uh, April third through the sixth, I will be in Tampa Bay, Florida, at the Improv in Tampa Bay. April eleventh and twelfth, I will be at Aces Comedy Club in Marietta, California, and April seventeenth through the nineteenth. I will be at the Improv in Pittsburgh, PA, Ooh. going to Steel Town. I, wow. lo- I love that club. Is that a nice place? Yeah. It- it's a fun place. Great fans. Oh, yeah. And also April 1st, yeah. right? April 1st, I'm going to be at the Improv in Hollywood, California. No, doing- the Laugh Factory. Oh, the Laugh Factory. Yeah, yeah. And also April 1st, I'm going to be at the Laugh Factory in Hollywood, California. Why? Why? Because I'm going to be supporting my good buddy and podcast partner, Adam Ray, at his CD release party. It's a big deal. Yeah. Pop-Tart Suicide. 
Pop-Tart Suicide, now available all the kids on are iTunes. About it. They're all talking about it. It's all the, it's all the rage on the Twitters and the Vines and the Instagrams. Craig Ferguson said it. <laughs> he did. Which is which was hilarious. I almost was like, that was enough for me doing stand-up on a show. I was like, I just want to hear yeah. him say the name of the album. Right. I'm I mean, really bummed out because now I do have an air date. My Ferguson appearance is April 10th, 12.35 a.m., CBS. Uh, the guest that day, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. I wish I could tell you I didn't do the Craig Ferguson show with Adam Ray. I wish I could tell you that he didn't talk about Pop Tart Suicide, but he did. But uh, we're all we are very proud of our boy a- a- Adam Ray. He's got his album Pop Tart Suicide, which you should all go get. And April on first, iTunes. thank you. April first yeah. at Laugh Factory, Brad will be there with Ron Funches uh, and Melissa Villasenor. Uh, it'll be a great night of comedy and buddies, and uh, you get a free CD. So so come out eight o'clock Laugh Factory. Uh, you can hit me up uh, online for tickets or buy them at LaughFactory.com. Uh, I will be at the Big Sky Comedy Club in Missoula, Montana, April 3rd, uh, 4th, 5th. Uh, and on April 9th, I'll be headlining the Irvine Improv. April 16th, Damn. the Madhouse Comedy Club in San Diego, California. Uh, and then, of course, April 21st to the 27th, Las Vegas, the Tropicana. Come on out. See my name in lights. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Right. <laughs> I, I, I tell you what, that's going to be a good time. So plenty of chances to see both me and Adam all across this great land of ours. But who cares about that? Because right now... <laughs> Wait a minute. That's so great. That's the most patriotic thing I've ever heard you say. Yeah. That's the best. Across yeah. this great land of Across ours. this great land of Dude, ours. That was great. If there's any this way we can edit in... Land, this <laughs> land is my land. Dude, if there could have been a silhouette of an eagle blowing ah. in the wind behind you as you said that... Well, that was great, though, man. Because oh. you know what? It is a great land of ours. It is. And it's a great podcast of ours. It is a great podcast of ours, including this episode, which we know you're going to enjoy. So sit back and relax and listen to us talking with the one and only Neil Brennan. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a Jew, so why don't you sit down and... It's about last night. Yeah. Oh, you talked to them? Yeah. Because they were being loud and not just when, uh, when first Well, it's just that one girl when I was on. And, and, this, is, and this is the Venice? No, this is the Santa, the Santa Monica show. Santa Monica show. And you do, that, you, you do that show every Sunday? Yes. Did you start that just to be like I a... I started to fucking try new material. Which I, which you do all the time. I mean, I try, but I, not. It's it doesn't come every week. <laughs> I'll say that, guys. Well, you know what? Uh, thanks for doing the podcast. My pleasure. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but last night I hadn't heard anything that uh, you did. Uh, in I think I saw you go up a couple weeks ago. Uh, maybe yeah, a couple of those bits are like yeah. three weeks old. But you know how it is with a bit. Once it's once you know it works, you're like, all right, what right. else you got? I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that, all right, that works. That fucking that killer bit works. Okay, great. I've what now, else? Do I've what now else? mastered it. Uh, yeah. Are you one of those guys that like after because your hour just came out? Uh, yeah. Uh, women and black dudes, which is yep. amazing. Thank you. Big man. fan well of it. Done, yeah, thank sir. You. Uh, I saw you run at the Laugh Factory. I think I hosted that show when you ran at the Laugh Factory before oh, you yeah, went to New Orleans. Do well, but you know, you get the idea. <laughs> Now, did that, did, does, does that make you freak out if, like, it didn't go as no, well as I, I mean, I knew going in what that there was a pretty low ceiling on mm-hmm. the potential of that crowd. 
So I was like, literally, let me just do it so I know what it sounds like. Right. Yeah. But I mean, are you one of these guys that puts pressure on yourself to now yeah. that that's out that you're like, yeah, I'm right. not going to go like I don't go on the road because of that. Like I don't people are like, you should go on the road and get I'm like, I'm not going to go on the road. I don't have an hour, a new hour. When I have a new hour, I'll go out. You sure. also know that you're at the level where people are coming back. Because they're like, yeah, I want to see. Yeah, they're, they're putting you in the like, group of guys yeah. who should be churning out more shit, right? Yes, I'm in that group of guys who who <laughs> you are not meeting expectations. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess so. But the, I don't know. I don't. The thing is, is like I tell people, like, oh, I'm not a genius. So let's just uh, let's be real about this. Like, I hopefully I'll have another hour in two years. Do you do, yeah. you, do you think guys like Louis have put sort of unreal expectations on? Yeah, the, on when the I knew Louis was doing too much, when Rock, when Chris was like, the fuck is he doing? <laughs> Uh, like he's doing too many shows. He's right. doing this like an hour every. Uh, he comes out with a brand new special every year. He did. I, I think he didn't last year or whatever. But mm-hmm. I think he's taking a break. But so uh, yeah, God. again, I I am not that good. <laughs> I'm not that prolific. Whether good is a whole other thing. But I'm not. I can't write as many jokes as Louis C.K. No, but like you write on all. Like you're a writer in the true sense of the form. In that. Uh, you write stand-up, uh, obviously written movies and yeah. TV shows and stuff. But then also your Twitter followers are insane. Like you're you're a very good joke writer on Twitter. Yeah. Is, is, is there like a mindset you get into to like, okay, I'm going to write a tweet. I'm going to write a stand-up joke. I'm Sometimes gonna write a- if I haven't written a tweet in a while, I'll be like, I need a tweet. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We're at that point in the world. I need to yeah. tweet. I, I, I need to do this so I need yeah. to people breathe. know I'm alive. I need to brush my soon teeth. Soon, people will husbands and wives will uh, they'll when they're telling their kids the story of how they met. It will involve the world. It will involve the word podcast. <laughs> like, and then your father was hosting a podcast. <laughs> oh my god! That was back in the day. You right. come over to someone's house with some recording equipment. <laughs> what? And you, you know what I mean? Like, it'll. You mean be, the stuff that's in my brain now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, exactly. The chip that I, the, that I slip into. You the think back of my neck? that's ever going to happen? Yeah. Chips. Uh, the show is it going to come back? I mean, I think it'll be. Is the show Chips going to come back? I think yeah. it'll be uh, uh, a thing. It'll almost be like a, a neck thing. Let's just address, first of all, <laughs> that your uh, dog is staring at me like an appetizer. Just, yeah. Well, we're, uh, You're the first little person he's met, and uh, he's, he's handling it pretty well. I'm, I'm quite impressed because I, yeah. I don't do well with big yeah. dogs. Bert's track record Keith's with the, canines. Keith is the sweetest guy in the world. Yeah. I, uh, I, I've, so been a, I, I've been attacked by a pug before. Have you really? Oh, yeah. Like, it was an aggressive pug on Sunset that just thought, hey, this town's only, this town's only big enough for two <laughs> tiny yeah. Things. No, I mean they <laughs> like they took have, me out. Look, you, they have a point. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> How long have you lived in Venice? Your whole three years. You love it. Yeah, I do. I like it because I don't like living in Hollywood. Like I don't like living in. I don't like going to Starbucks or Coffee Bean and seeing a bunch of hungry hippos fucking going over <laughs> the sides. Sure, that's probably and true. Framing their their uh, getting and making beats. <laughs> <laughs> Like handing out different. CDs. There's yeah, no yeah. rappers handing out CDs on the well on the boardwalk. Well, that's maybe. A whole thing. Yo, yeah. yo, my man, you like hip hop? And you're like, well, uh, of course I do. I'm a <laughs> right. white person, and that's when they get you. Yeah. And they're like, well, get well, guess what I have? Yeah. I'm a motherfucker. Make, yeah, I've been making an album every week for the yeah. last two years. I got one I of those. All. I got one of those CDs in New York once, and literally six of the tracks were Jay Z songs, and oh, then one so was a guy great. rapping over a beat. That I think I was like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. And then it was just like he had turned down the lyrics to like, like a virgin, 
by Madonna and then put some beats over it. <laughs> so he and not then bad. sang over it. Yeah. So it he doesn't even have the instrumental version. He's got like the he's got like Madonna light in the background. Yeah. It's smart. It's one of those things where I know Adam, you just released an album. I've got I've got two albums out, and then you go to the boardwalk, and some guy just hands you three, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I've, oh yeah, you got two albums. I got five. I got five albums." Um, out. Well, again, they're taking. If you wanted to take the get into the groove Madonna video and just green screen yourself into it, that's the equivalent of what they're doing. Uh, the greatest one of those was um, when Chappelle show was on the. Um, I I remember going to 125th Street in Harlem in New York and it was between and it was after season 2 and they were already selling the season 3 bootleg Shut up. <laughs> and I was like, how is it? Because we haven't written it yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so they, they were on the side they of the were, road. It was actually like one of Dave's specials yeah. that they just said was Chappelle's Show Season 3. Wow. Um, yeah. Brad and I were just talking about this. Uh, when Chappelle's Show was, I think it was at Season 1 or maybe Season, well, I was in college when that came out. So right. it was like so the you prime. you pretty excited to meet me. Oh, we're, we're Neil, thrilled. Huge. I mean, this is <laughs> a fans. And to be in your home. Look, guys. I and it's it. not just a cool Venice home because it's already cool to live in Venice. But even it's bathroom, actually a legitimately nice. Your house. bathroom yeah. was an experience, man. Yeah, it's an awesome. How bathroom. many times you walk into pee and go, "This is fucking awesome." Look at this place. You ever do uh, what, the Playboy why? What's in the bathroom? Show? I didn't do it. Yeah. Uh, you oh. ever have? You ever do the Playboy show in Court Sold Show? Court Show. Yeah. yeah. The Palms. That the Palms. There's a Playboy club at the top of the Palms. In the bathroom, they have every cover. Right. They have every all just naked women, and yeah. then there's like a, a glaze over it. And I took a picture of the glaze and sent it to my decorator. <laughs> wow, must be nice. <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> and uh, he like did it, but he did it with like '80s so hip hop. Cool. Posters and uh, and you've also done it with fucking comics. Yeah, he here? did it. Yeah. That's the Watchmen, which I don't even never even read. But he put it. He 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 plastered it all over a pillar. Right. So when comedy comes to a close for you, right, you're gonna decorate homes with. <laughs> I had nothing to do with. It. I mean, I just told him what I liked, but I didn't tell him. Wow. So now, just, does that come from like a childhood thing where you like decorated your room like this? Or is what are you just... saying? I'm a fake. No, man. Because I had Sesame uh, Street no, I painted just like, on my walls. Uh, I just kid. like, you know, it's like I have a sensibility of, you know, I like, I like, I like what I like. I like faces. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's a big ass face. I yeah. like, I like goofy ass propaganda. But like, I like people. Like, I, I like faces. So I just wanted to have as many faces around as possible. It, also, and, it's your uh, home. I'm sure after you get to a point where you're like, oh, I uh, have a place that I'm going to be in all the time. You wanted to make it. Yeah, yeah. I own. also just never uh, – my place in New York was didn't, like, lend itself to this. So this has been like, oh. And it was it was barren when I got it. Right. It was new. It was a new townhouse. Where were you living when Chappelle Show came out? In New York. Right. Um, and, like, had an apartment. With stuff. Dave or no? Yeah, we had bunk beds. Um, <laughs> Uh, that's no. what that's what no. we all dreamed about. No, we were fucking thirty. <laughs> Some people probably think that though. <laughs> you guys just idiots. <laughs> imbeciles but, think that. But you would probably. But I mean, twenty-two hour days editing. Oh yeah, say, no, we I mean, had sleeping bags the first season, oh, and then uh, and then second season, there was no need for sleeping bags when you don't sleep. Wow. So you really was, didn't. I heard you. No, I really wouldn't sleep, uh, and insane. it would take particularly between shooting. Like we'd we'd have to do shoot. We'd have to shoot for twelve hours. And then the crew would be exhausted and go home. And then me and Dave had to go write. And it was just like the... It after was, a whole editing. Yeah. No, no, no. entire day it of was shooting. After a day of shooting, we'd have to go write. And that's an entire and day. Then, exhausting yeah, day. And then, um, and then once we were done shooting, then we'd have like 
nine sketches just in just footage. Right. So then generally I would edit it all in time for the live part. Right. And it was like literally delivering tapes like new like uh, broadcast news where you're like running. Yeah, put it I swear to God. Wow. Like the first episode the thing where Dave looks at the girl's titty. Like there's a thing oh, there's right. a commercial they, they thing. They freeze frame Dave with yes. look at my face yeah. right here. Yes. Amazing. I found it that day Holy in shit. editing and I was like, Oh, we should do this on the show and then I literally was like Texted him like, "Hey, there's a thing where you're looking at the girl's titty. We should maybe just do it and see if it works." And then, so do you realize how often we talked about that after that show came out in college? That sketch yeah. or that, that moment? Right. Oh no! Well, that was a fun. That was a cool moment because it was like, "This is this show is stupid. <laughs> like this show is run by imbeciles, <laughs> and we are not. We are going to pause a sketch." We're going to show you a blooper immediately. Right. There, that's, <laughs> there, won't, there won't be a special like at the end. It, that was like a cold open, I yeah, think. Yeah. yeah. It was a cold open. Then Dave comes out and was like, hey, that, you want to see a blooper yeah. from that? Which I never even put together until just now. Like, that's not, that's no way to that doesn't happen. operate a television show. No, they, they, they usually you save that until yeah, the, la- the last the, episode of the now season. Episode. Now, how yeah. early on, I mean, from the get-go, did you say, all right, we're going to kind of like trust ourselves that stop to stop a show and do a moment like that is going to be funny or were you, you uh, yeah we like, were just like literally like whatever we wanted to do yeah like i remember telling mm, the pilot which wasn't very good like because we did a thing where dave came out um to like a crowd i was like you know like you know like whooping it up mm-hmm. and then he walked into the crowd it was like our like an arsenio yeah. sort of like triangle like fucking race whatever auditorium crowd and then he's like in the crowd and slapping hands and then he walks to the top and literally just walks out of the theater <laughs> <laughs> and then i'm and then basically like walks out and he's like are you sick of that shit that like fucking uh that like montel standing over yeah. that shit yeah or like so, before, so then before the you said the show one was word. just him yeah. him setting sketches up to camera but the right. but the problem was so we watched it and it was like eh so there's no laughs and then we we're like eh Comedy's not that much fun without laughs. So, yeah. uh, so then we redid the pilot, and then I remember when we got picked up, and I was talking to like a, the crew, and I was like, "Yeah, I want to do like um, a like shit when when like uh, Dave will will have the pro- Dave will be sitting in the audience, and we'll say Dave Chappelle, come on down, and then he'll run. <laughs> we'll play the theme song, and he'll run on stage. And I remember the director looked at me like, "You're an idiot." <laughs> and then we did it on the fifth episode and it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but I remember them looking at me like you're in it. I remember the director of the live part, because I would direct a lot of the sketches, I'd be on headset and then he'd be in the booth and I could he- one time I heard him going, What are they doing? <laughs> oh my god. But you can't listen to that, right? You just yeah, have to trust you, fully. No, that, I like- would literally I like I would just I it became a joke between me and Dave where we'd be like, What are they doing? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. it's like uh, I don't know a good thing. Sure, yeah. Like, it, original they, they comedy. They just know how they like shit. It's like we don't care. Like I literally didn't know how. Like we didn't do rehearsal. Like it was just like what are you blocking? Right. They right. would just show up and go. Dave's whole thing was like, okay, I'm gonna come out and then just point all the cameras at me. 
Yeah. <laughs> Which is like but a, he was so good keep live. It going. A with simplistic, the audience, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's also like it it's it, we were sort of dicks about it. Just like just point him fucking Dave. I mean yeah. you over. need to reset, you need to do a, like a jib in, you need to reset the jib arm, you need to like do little pushes, you need yeah, to yeah. do shit. But in essence you don't need all of the like they a lot of times they'll have a script They'll do like a rehearse, like the Grammys, for instance, is right. live. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they know what the what the performers are going to do. Right. So then they'll literally map out the, the camera shots, the shots yeah. before right. they and they'll yeah. go go one take one, mm-hmm. go camera three take three, and then so it's like the director's doing that, and then there's like a technical director on his left pushing the buttons, like just a dumb the way they do it's stupid i think yeah um so and we didn't know about it and we also didn't care <laughs> did you I mean, care even like oh sorry go ahead. yeah i was gonna say now the now that you're looking back on it and knowing what you know about making television do you look at yourself at that age and go holy fuck we were crazy or no i still think it's the way to do it I still think, like, I don't... When shit gets too professional, I get uncomfortable. Well, I mean, and there's something to be said. It doesn't get funnier. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's not going to get funnier when the guy who's directed a couple episodes of a TV drama goes, well, you know what would be good? Yeah, exactly. It's also, like, even... It's not going to get funnier by, like, mapping out shots or any that I mean, it does when you're shooting a sketch. You need to have, like... You need to have the shit mapped out. Mm -hmm. But, like, there's also... A lot to be said for just like, there's, oh, what's you going to do? Okay. Yeah. There's just doing the, it, right? And not overthinking. I'm mean, Same thing with editing, I'm sure. Like, I mean, when you would spend entire nights and you get, I mean, on a smaller scale, like anytime I would do a, uh, you know, I was working at Funnier Dive for a little bit and would do sketches and I would edit and sometimes I would spend, and obviously everything comes together in the editing room. Yeah. Know, but like, sometimes I would just probably over edit and like we had to stop ourselves and be like <clears throat> maybe your first instinct was right and like yeah, yeah, going yeah. back and rewatching, and then trying yeah. to cut down for time is uh, imperative as far as like you know and, and picking the funniest parts but there, then you'd go back and I'd watch me and go you know maybe that's not so funny my buddy's like well you just watched it a thousand yeah. times that's why it's not funny well the funny best way anymore. is yeah. to show it to people yeah and whatever you guys would screen the sketches right yeah we'd show my Caroline's uh, you say you did that with Rick James and that the cocaine you you heard when people laughed. oh that was that like that was we actually screened that at at the taping because okay. it was I was like not done and wow. I was just like here's a version I, I was like it's not done we can show it though just and it wasn't it like did medium did like C plus mm-hmm. and you take notes on like yeah co- it was just like okay that works cocaine's a hell of a drug well, kept getting a laugh so it was like all right we'll lay a bunch of those in and then. And then, yeah, but we didn't really show it. I remember showing it to, I think maybe, it was, you just kind of got the feeling like, oh, this is going to be, you could just tell what a hot sketch is going to be before yeah, we there. Right. Like, like, oh, because just people be like, did, like, we'd show it to like, you know, Dave, security guy or whatever, or just like. <laughs> yeah, people, people that are going to be watching, not like, right, yeah, comics. People, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, we never show it to comics. Like, yeah. show it to like the staff and then they'd be like. Whatever ones they wanted to see again, you go, oh, okay, that's a good sketch. Sure. But you have no one they go, that, you know what was funny? Yeah. The best was Dave's wife was at a restaurant after the Rick James taping, and she heard people at a restaurant say, I'm Rick James, bitch. And it hadn't aired yet. <laughs> it hadn't aired yet? No, it hadn't aired. They had just been at the taping and were saying, and, oh, the, and they were already they doing were just, that. Yeah, they were already doing that. And, and I was like, I'm sure when she comes back and tells that to you, you're like, okay, I think we got. I just here. thought again. I, I say this fairly often. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was weird. 
I never understood. Like, I remember someone going, hey, I was just in Vegas, and someone at the blackjack table yelled, I'm Rick James, bitch. And I was like, <laughs> and I was just working all the time. I was like, why would they do why that? Would they do- <laughs> why would they do that? Right, because you guys didn't, I mean, you're just trying to set out and make a good product. You're yeah, like, it was, there it was funny? no time to celebrate. There was yeah. no time to celebrate. There was literally, Donnell and Charlie got more ass than me and Dave. Like, it was like, it, there was no time to You're like yeah yeah it's a cultural phenomenon yeah we gotta I, write I next literally I, right. it was just worrying about writing more it wasn't it was never like it was just worrying about writing more is that so. a blessing and a curse to be a part of a hit show like that where be, where you do have no time because as soon as season one got so popular your expectations are higher but also the amount the workload for you and dave yeah because you're so yeah, involved but like it wasn't that season one could you sit back and enjoy it? popular mm-hmm. uh and then Season two, we were like, oh, that was like we figured out how to do the show late in season one, like yeah. what sketches work, what sketches don't work. So then the second season was more like, okay, like you just we just knew sh- more shit, so we were just able to write more good sketches. Season two is where everyone in my fraternity at USC would sit down and watch it on Wednesday, like fucking a yeah. hundred dudes. Yeah. It was I can't remember the last I remember time I sat too. down and was like. Hey, tonight I do this, yeah. regardless of whatever. And, and yeah. a show, like, right. like like in the 60s. I mean, like, and now there's no... Uh, and, 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 and it was that, an event is what I'm trying no, to say. No, I know. Yeah. It was before YouTube. Yeah. And That's that really says... You forget, like, it was before... Like, what, nothing was before YouTube. <laughs> you, like, my neighbor, literally right mm-hmm. there, the you can see her house. You know what she right. wrote? E.T. And you go... Nobody wrote E.T. No, it, 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 it was just she always there. It. No, she wrote it. She, that lady wrote that it. Insane. <laughs> Melissa Matheson's her name. She's married to Harrison Ford. Like, she wrote it. Is kind of like, he over there? Does she want to come by? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, it's it's like that where you go, like, no one. Yeah, you don't have the luxury of your sketches like with Fallon right now. Crushing it, right, with the yeah. night show. And, and a big part of that is that his video. viral stuff the next yeah, day. they put it online. Yeah. You guys, th- I mean, the being su- that successful. You had to buy the DVD. And but that also shows how good the show was because Comedy Central reran the fuck out of yeah, it. Yeah, they still rerun it. But we still wanted we, you, you had to see that first that live episode, yeah. so yeah. you were able to quote so the sketches the next. Uh, day. Is it sad social, that I missed that time? Social pariah, like yeah. seeing it for the first time, like live, knowing that like instead of oh the next day I'll see it on Hulu. Like there's a yeah, yeah. I think it's like that with a couple shows now, like Scandal, shit like that. Like, uh, but like, missing the time of sitting Men. down and like knowing that like. I'm getting to see the sketch for the first time, and so is everybody. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I I'm gonna take your word for it because I because what was interesting, like from a from from the inside out point of view, was like we write the sketches and think like, okay, that's funny. But I should write now. You go, that'll that'll work. And then then we'd sh- we'd shoot them. And we'd be like, okay. And then you'd edit them and be like, I have no idea if this is funny. Well, because well, by that time you've show, also seen it. And then by the time yeah. we'd show it to people, you go, like, oh, and it's like a month after, month and a half after you're written, and you're like, wow. oh, right. <laughs> so you forget why it's funny, and then we'd show to Caroline's or at the taping, and it'd be like, okay, that's that makes sense that it's funny. Is there a big thought process that goes in before, like, you've got great New York boobs versus the white supremacist sketch? like, <laughs> Or is New York boobs just like... <laughs> New York boobs was like... like <laughs> I, I thought, the white like, supremacist was like... Dave's grandfather. The near boobs thing was like me <laughs> so and a buddy of mine used to call. There's a day in the spring in New York where girls basically like un, unveil Unleash. their boobs. 
And it's like it's like a every it was a joke between me and a buddy of mine. So say what? So then, springtime time. Like time it was one of those things where Chappelle knew that, mm-hmm. and then he thought. I, he was like, it was like he was doing the sketch for me or something. I was like, what do you? It was fucking hilarious. It was like, okay. It's one of my favorite things. Ever He's like, I'll show. just walk around and say you have great New Year mood. Like, I was like, okay. Also because it was like it, it was like a man, man on the street esque. Yeah. But just him putting on a stash and a goofy like, yeah, 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 like yeah. Uh, uh, barber hat. Yeah. Was enough to make it go. Oh, this is still like a sketch. Yeah, and him going like hi. Yeah, the it was such a fucking weird. And then the guys, I remember the guy was like, "That's my daughter," and he's like, "Sir." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then he found that really just like heavy set kind of gargoyle looking older like Russian woman, and yeah. she just had giant saggy tits. And he put it like right on there. It was just like, and she smiled and was all about it. And that's how it closed. And it was yeah. like great because then it was affable at that point. People, yeah, were, oh yeah, it was not. <clears throat> people were not mean, like yeah. mad about it. It's uh, a compliment. It, yeah. There there was a moment uh and I don't know if you got this a lot but uh I looked you up when the show was going on right. and I was shocked to find out that you were a white guy. Like shocked. I was like uh, how does he get it that yeah, that well? No. Uh yeah, I I mean it's not like I don't have, really have a black name so I think most people assumed Neil yeah. Neil Brennan That's many a, black Neils. Yeah. Uh <laughs> was a By the way that's your white, next was a white guy. And then also mm-hmm. Dave would mention me sometimes on the show. Right. So it was like they knew. I think uh, some people knew. I think and, most people knew. And, and, I, mean, I also think most people think that Dave makes it up. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I think if there's a show, you don't go. You know, when you watch Fallon, even as a comedian, you don't go like, "I wonder who wrote that." You just go like, "He's making this up." <laughs> right. Everything. That's the that's the mastery. That's the the magic of television. Where you're like, "This guy, this is all off the top of his head." Yeah, yeah. Genius. Yeah. When you uh, uh, so yeah. When you grew up and you were one of ten kids, right? Uh huh. The youngest. Yes. How wow. do you? How do you? I mean, get noticed as a kid. You create ten. a big TV show. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way. <laughs> you, you create the something only. that makes your siblings hit you up for money. Yeah, it's the only possible way. No, <laughs> the, the great thing about my family was that my brother used to keep track of who the richest Brennan was until <laughs> I started winning. He was like, "This is stupid." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and your and, and your brother, who is my brother, uh, is a comedian named yeah. Kevin Brennan, who's fucking really funny. See the reason you got into stand up? Yeah, I used to go uh, when I was in high school. I was in it was in Philly, and I used to go visit him in New York. And he was basically, I guess, he was like an open. He wasn't an open micer. Maybe he wasn't open micer. I remember going. I was in high school. I guess he was an open him. And Dave Attell was his best friend. They worked the door at the Improv. Nice. So I went to lunch with Attell, my brother, and Mike Royce, who has, like, ran Raymond and ran, mm-hmm. like, run a bunch of shows. Um, and, like, and it was like, oh, yeah, you can be in comedy. And this guy, Dave Juskow, is a fucking hilarious dude. Um, and it was like, oh, okay. So you just hang out and you fuck around with your friends. Yeah, there's a point when you don't realize that, like, being funny is like a job and you can yeah it. it was yeah. also just like oh this is awesome i it was so much better than living with my parents <laughs> now did you have an interest in comedy at that point or were you just going yeah, to hang I out with your funny. brother i was funny and i thought like mm-hmm. all right i yeah i was funny and i felt like maybe i'll do something in comedy now how were you with your like i heard you say this um on another uh podcast uh that like you were funny with your friends and i'm always curious like for me being funny with my friends was I was a good storyteller, and I would impersonate teachers and friends right. and Ace Ventura. And that's how I started to, on the bus, What's hilarious every morning. is like, what's like, uh, 
what was like a high school movie for most people is like Ace Ventura. It's like, oh, I remember when that opened. Like, I lived out here, and I remember mm-hmm. thinking, like, wonder if Jim Carrey's going to be a movie star. Like, What did you think? Uh, I had no idea. I didn't think so, but then it started. I heard it was going to do well. I was like, all right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like, uh, I was funny. Like, like, what would you do? Yeah, like, funny one I wasn't, or? like, stunty mm-hmm. funny. I was just, like, a wise-ass, I guess. Yeah. Right. Um, and then, but what was funny about, from hanging out with my brother and his, and telling those guys, like, if we had a joke... Me and my buddies, I'd be like, I wrote that. And they'd be like, no, I fucking wrote that. Like, there was like a, there was, yeah, like, what's well, all that thing like, where you're all hanging out? Bit, uh, there was like, it was like a very professional group of friends. <laughs> right. We're arguing about who wrote what. That's hilarious. Um, and then did you, did you have a desire uh, to go up on stage right away? Or were you like, no, I'll, I'm going to be the behind of, the scenes guy? Like, sort of and sort of not. Like, I sort okay. of did, but I got into film school. Because mm-hmm. that was the thing. Like when I got when I moved when I was in high school, like do the right thing came out, and I was like, I what? Huh? <laughs> uh, like and then like Spike Lee was doing a bunch of press, and he went to NYU, and I was like NYU, and then like it turns out Woody Allen went there, and Scorsese, and you're thinking, oh, that sounds good. I was like, oh, I should fucking go there. Did you have mm-hmm. to make a film to get? Yeah, in? I had to make a film, but we, I'd made a film junior year that was like relatively funny, and uh, so and I, but I wasn't a good student, especially right. And I didn't do well in my essay. Most really creative types aren't, are they? Like, uh, well, yes and no. Yeah. Like, there's like the there's like the Lisa Cooter. You either like went to Harvard yeah. or you were like a C student or like yeah. a, lo- a B student. Right, that was me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I worked really hard to understand the quadratic formula in math, and then I got to a point where I was like. I'm never gonna fucking need I this. I still, right. I'm not kidding. Probably <laughs> once a month, I almost. I think I failed Spanish my senior year. <laughs> you think? But I'd already gotten into NYU. Mm-hmm. And I remember the woman, the Spanish teacher was like an actress on the side. I'm like, and I was Spanish like novella? you know I'm going to film school. I could yeah. break you off. <laughs> but I have, I swear to God, I have, a, I have a, probably once a month, I have a nightmare where I failed Spanish. And I had to stay. I couldn't go to NYU. Like, you serious? Yeah. I don't. My body doesn't really know what year it is. Where I'll be like, "Wait, I'll be walking around New York sometimes." It'll be like, "Did I? Did we write half baked yet? <laughs> <laughs> Where am? What's happening? Like, I'll just. For, it's weird. Wow. Um, it, it, the film school you only did a year of it, and then you were like, oh, "Yeah," wow. and then I dropped out to to work at a comedy club, work the door, which was a two hundred thirty five dollar a week job. Which to put that in today's terms, it was two hundred thirty five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and you're getting inspired watching all these right. great dudes. Yeah, it's like yeah, seeing everyone come John in. Stewart and Attell and Chappelle and Jay Moore and uh, is that is that is that where you met Chappelle? Was yeah, at the comedy club? at the comedy club. So Dave was in your group of guys that you like started doing. Stand up with? I him? didn't start doing stand up back. I did it once back then. It was like ha- awful. But you saw him and you were like, "Oh, we should." I saw him and I just was like, "Hey, we should be friends." Yeah, that guy. And then <laughs> we ended up like, we ended up having like a lot in common. And that's how the best shit. St- I mean, a-, a teacher told me at SC once. He was like, "Don't ever try to network for the sake of networking." He's like, yeah, yeah. "Be a cool person." Yeah. If you cool. go golfing yeah, exactly. with somebody and then yeah. oh, you'll find out they run HBO. Yeah. And now all of a sudden they want to be in business with you because they're like, "Oh, he didn't try to network out of the gate," and he's also just a cool person. Also, you're gonna and I still get jobs. From hanging out at comedy clubs, every, pretty much every job I've ever gotten, oh shit, was from hanging out at comedy. It's like that's yeah, that's weird. The first jobs I it's got advice, were I um, the first job I got was uh, it's a long story, but I was working for a cast director <laughs> in an office 
for I met her in New York. She was looking for people, and I ended up moving out here and I and worked for her. And the in, we were casting singled out. Then they needed a writer. I became a writer. I became I, the writer's assistant, but there right. were no writers. So I was like, you're, I was you're, paid like a writer's writer. assistant, but I was actually a writer. Wow. Um, then after that, next door to that was all that, was also sharing the office. So I started talking to that those guys. One of the most I, underrated shows of all time, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I so I, I ended up working there. And then... Um, and then, and then I worked on another dating game show. Then I wrote Half Big with Dave. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all from a comedy club. And then, and then I wrote like move again. But and then based on Half Big, then I got to pitch other movies, sold those movies, and then then did Chappelle show. After that, uh, pitched a movie with Tracy Morgan who I knew from comedy clubs to Will Ferrell Adam McKay. to Will and Adam they didn't buy the movie but mm-hmm. they thought it was funny um Let then, you the, then goods. the goods came up then yeah. those guys hired me to direct the goods and then since then it's been how did your Seth Meyers relationship come into play there oh I well I know I guess I know Seth not through comedy I know Seth through this guy Mike Schur who I met I started writing with after half baked right mm. but it's all but it's like Schumer I know through comedy clubs. Just like, hanging out uh, comedy clubs. Chris Rock, I've been working with lately, and I and I literally know him from the Comedy Cellar. Well, yeah. I like he knew who I was, but we're friends on Facebook, and Rock <laughs> is always on Facebook. Is it's he really? The, is yeah, he? it's the fucking creepy. You're on Facebook a lot. No, I'm not. Okay. I You're I have a, a guy, thing right? where I my tweets go to Facebook and okay. YouTube, right? Uh, Facebook and Twitter. So Rock. Rock, I swear to God, only knows I'm funny from Facebook because my <laughs> tweets go to Facebook, and Rock sometimes will write like "funny." Uh, Holy shit! And yeah, and, and, and then and then we've been working. Chris Rock bit. likes this. Yeah, no, exactly. So <laughs> that's nuts. He says he goes on Facebook because he's like, he's like he'll he's on Facebook because first of all because he feels old, but second of all because <laughs> he uh, he's like. He's like, because if I wish a, if I write happy birthday on my cousin's wall, he's like, that means a lot. Good for him to know that, by the way. Yeah. yeah. No, he's a, Rock's the smartest dude in the world. Wait, so, so he would see you at comedy clubs, because that's a really interesting point that, like, uh, you can be, you know, friends with somebody, and then, like, once you see them do something that is, you're in the same Comedy field as, doesn't, people, if you, the thing I always tell people is, if I tell you, hey, you got to meet this guy, he's really funny, in the back mm-hmm. of your mind, you're going to go, we'll see. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. It, so with comedy, unless they see you be funny, they don't believe On their own it. accord, right? right? Without, yes. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, more people know I'm funny from Twitter than anything. Well, Meaning it, they wouldn't right. go because they don't know what I wrote on Chappelle They don't even know what writing is for the most part. They don't know what directing is. They don't know anything. They need they to see it for themselves. Know. Or stand-up. They go, oh, you're really funny. You're actually good at this. <laughs> the way they say it is so <laughs> condescending. It's like, right. you didn't want to give me the benefit of the doubt prior to that. Right. But they just don't know. Well, it's, writing is so behind the scenes for everything yeah. you've done. So it's like not. It took you to get in front of the camera for people to go yeah, uh, or on Twitter. Yeah. Which I, which you even said last night at your show, which you were like, people uh, think you've been doing stand up the whole time because yeah. they're just like you've been in the comedy game, so yeah, therefore yeah. always been able to do that skill set. And it's like, hey, yeah, but again, it's not writing. Doing stand up is not like. Hey, fucking come out! I came out of the shoot doing yeah. being able to do. This. It's like no, you have to learn how to do stand up. Do it. And yep. you, the only way you can learn 
is by doing it and not being that good. I love that part about stand-up comedy, that there is no fast track. There yeah, is you no, can't cheat it. You, yeah. There are some people that are more accelerated than others, but sure. you can't. Based on past experiences, maybe they did a show. Or so. just natural yeah. ability. Like Dave was great when he was like four years in. Do you remember the first time you saw him do stand-up? I don't, okay. but I mean, I, my brother Kevin still says Chappelle's the best comedian he's ever seen in person. That, that's a pretty hard fact to argue against. Yeah. I mean, well, we, the, the, my brother said something interesting, which is when Chappelle is on, the entire crowd laughs. He's like, not three quarters of the crowd, right? Not seven eight, the not, whole yeah, crowd, not laughs, one race, like, just everyone. yeah. Like, there's no area there's no dead zones when he's on which uh, is a, like i thought about it a couple of times like, yeah, yeah it's true uh i forget what comic told me this but uh they told me that stand-up comedy is a lot like music and you have to tune into the audience to see like what they're into and he said kenny g told you that yeah he did <laughs> yeah and uh he said Chappelle is jazz like he's he's up there he's freestyling but right. he he gets everyone tuned in to his level yeah the thing about dave is he's a uh He's a ma- like he went to dr- art school. He was mm-hmm. a, he like in high school he went to the school of performing arts like fame. Like Debbie Allen went there. Fame is based on the high <laughs> nice. school he went to. Yeah. So he's been in plays and shit. He was in plays when in high school. And uh, I want to see that footage so bad. If and he he's like, like right. good. <laughs> he would do shit that he would tell me like, hey, when I he goes, you know how sometimes I'll put a cigarette in my mouth, go to light it, and then keep talking, mm-hmm. and then take the lighter up, then keep talking. He's like, that's, I'm manipulating the audience. Like, he's got a ton of tricks Holy like that. Shit. Like Shit like that where you just go, oh, it's natural. It's natural, but he's also it's really... Extremely calculated. Yeah, it, 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 completely calculated. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, Ron White has just about every sip of his scotch planned. I believe that. In his act. Like, yeah. this enhances the punchline here. Yep. Yeah, you're making me think of times when I've seen him pop into the comedy store at 1 a.m. and do two hours, and where everybody stays, and he might even like flatline with no material for 10 minutes, where he's just talking or talking to Jeff Ross, who's there, or Jeff Scott on the keyboards or whatever. But he's either getting up to like maybe close it out, but the going the back and forth between what you just mentioned, the cigarette, makes you go no intention of closing. But we're hanging on his every word. It's that thing like the the game that dating picking girls up thing. The game where you're supposed there's a thing called the false time constraint, where when you walk in past a girl, you go, "Hey, I gotta go meet my friends real quick," and then she's like, first of all, it's psychologically you're saying like, "I'm an important person. I have shit to do." Mm-hmm. And but I've just I've broken my busy schedule because I do want to take time. And for so you, you go right. just one last thing. But Steve Jobs used to do you get one last thing, and then he. But I'm only like, gonna be here for a second. The iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, By the so, way, greatest invention ever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just, like one more thing or whatever he would say. So yeah. it's like yeah, he Dave's like a a he's I want there's things he's told me that he did that I wouldn't even repeat because it seemed <laughs> but he's just like a master. Uh, manipulator in that and, way. Wow. And the chemistry of once you guys get to know each other, obviously, I mean, that it takes a while to, to decide you're going to do a show together, right? Like how much of yeah. hanging out as friends? Uh, you know? We hung out as friends a lot, and I remember what like in 90... Well, we hung out like a lot, lot, like 92, 93. I, he came out here to do Robin Hood Men in Tights in 93. Nice. And he like... Oh, yeah, Bud Friedman says he like referred him to Mel Brooks. Uh, Maybe. I don't believe that. <laughs> but, uh, maybe or Dave could have just been yeah, really or, great. Yeah, or yeah, Dave, or also, Dave, or he Dave's was great. like the, like, imagine, like, the heat that, like, Hannibal and those guys have, or, like, mm-hmm. Gerard or these guys, 
but he's 19. Wow. Like, that's the thing that people don't realize about Dave. It's like, he was hot when he was 18. So it's like... That doesn't happen. Yeah, it never yeah. happens. I didn't realize, but it's like, oh, now that I'm like, oh... And then I'm like, how old's Gerardi? It's like 27. I'm like, ugh. Yeah, exactly. Uh, eight <laughs> years Over behind. The hill. Yeah, well, it's that. And when you like, when I first found out that Eddie Murphy like sold out Madison Square Garden and what? He's 22. Yeah. When, yeah. when he's 22. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. No, it's hilarious. It's it's just it, you you just feel like such a failure. Yeah. So well, how you much, can't compare yourself to no 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 don't compare yourself to Eddie Murphy Brad no uh, you lose every your, time yeah it's bring yourself um, to God but so the, uh, you'd hang out a bunch and then and then at what point does somebody say we maybe we should um, jam together uh, well no fun. I was always I needed I I was always like hey. I was the sort of hungry hippo oh, cool. in that relationship where I was like, yeah, Larry David and fucking Jerry Seinfeld. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I could be um, your dude. And uh, he'd do pilots and they weren't very good. And I'd kind of be like, eh. I'd give him, I'd give him a joke. I, I, and I'd also like pitch jokes on his act. Like maybe here, say this. Maybe here. And a lot of them just worked. And so he would start to take note of that. Cause, yeah. Cause and being the first, time I, the yeah, first time I told him a joke he should do, he was like, he was like this motherfucker, yeah. and it worked. Sure. It was a good pitch, so it was mm-hmm. like oh. And you think about one of those. It's like I was also nineteen, and mm-hmm. so you think about people that think about the number of times people have given you a good tag, and right. then imagine one person gave you three good tags. You'd be like, well, okay. By now, the way, now you're listening to that the, guy. Yeah. The existence of Chappelle show you could almost say tracks back to that joke that you pitched him because if it was shitty and didn't work, my entire (laughs) career is based on unsolicited joke pitches. I'm not kidding. (laughs) So when people go, do you mind if I pitch you a joke? I'm like, no, fucking help me. Right. But also like that, but, but like Larry Charles, who, who directed Borat and all these movies, he used to do that at the store in LA. He used to hang out at the comedy store, sell jokes, uh, and give guys tags. Well, oh, shit. And that, that's which is, there's a, there's an old saying. Sorry, Brett. That like right. if you want to work somewhere, just go there and work for free. And yeah. eventually they'll hire you. And, oh, and, and that's uh, that's essentially what I was going to say is uh, when when people say like, hey, I'm thinking about doing comedy. What should I do? I say, a start. Just go up. Do an yeah. open, Do open mic nights as much as you can. But b just hang out. Yeah. Be there. Be at the improv. Be there. Be and at also, the store. It's also good. It's good for. It's good for learning how to do it. The thing I always tell people when they want to do stand-up, I say, give your friend $200 and tell them don't give it back to me until you've done stand-up. Like that, just give your buddy, like I'd give you, Adam, 200 bucks and say, please, uh, don't give it back to me until I do stand-up. Because it's like, and then you're out $200. <laughs> and the only way you can get it back. I used to do that when I first started stand-up. I was on a date with a girl and I gave her 200 bucks and I was like, every time I smile... For more than five seconds on stage, because I used to be fucking grim faced. You were just mm-hmm. telling me about this too. You were special yeah. about like telling yourself to smile more. And you were picking shots because Com- I stole shots from one of the shows and stuck them in the second show. Just smiling, of shots. smiling and laughing. Wow! Just because I didn't smile enough in, I had the laughs, the smiles from one show spread out over two shows. <laughs> So I didn't have enough, there were half as many laughs and, and smiles as I wanted. So I've literally been thinking about 
getting a um, colonoscopy. <laughs> no, you know how like uh, people that are into S and M, one one of the the guy will or the woman will have like a zapper for the guy. <laughs> what? There's like if uh, there's sure, I, that, I, like, I know about that. You can go out, or you can put like your girl will put like a vibrator in her underwear, sure. and then you have like the thing. I've actually done that before. I'm gonna I had a vibrator in my underwear, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Oh, great. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna do that. I think with stand up and tell the person like. Hey, when I'm not moving on stage, zap me. Oh. Uh, and when I'm not smiling, zap me. You're gonna do that? Yeah. I want I to. I, I want to be at that show. That's the only way to fucking. Yeah, of course. Get better. It's and like be aware I, of like it. I have a thing right. now where I'm. I have a bet with Kevin Christie that I have to read two books a month, and mm-hmm. or I have to give him two hundred bucks. Like I, I only respond to. That's great. You're forcing yourself to do it. Yeah, because I'm so competitive. I, ref, I'm like I. That's the only thing I respond to. How did? You, at what point did you acknowledge that like that's a going to be your motivator? Like because that's an awesome thing to realize. Be like, well, I'm going to push myself by making these many bets with friends. Uh, I again, I read it in that book, The Game. I'm not kidding. Wow. That that if two guys would go out, Neil Strauss, and, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, two guys would go out, and he'd give. He'd say, "Here's." The guy would give his friend two hundred bucks and say, "I have to hit on ten women, or I don't get my money back." Shit. And it just forces you to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so in this, the game is at my everything. <laughs> you read, you, you read a lot, don't you? I'm reading. Yeah, I read. I think I read a lot more. I read a lot for a comedian. <laughs> you also, I think, uh, have a thirst for knowledge more so than a lot of comedians, and that's obviously, I think, why people put you on this pedestal of being like a really. Uh, I don't know if prolific's the word, right? But definitely like smart. Like not every yeah. comic talks about. I mean, you, you know, obviously, um, you know, uh, uh, women and black dudes. There's yeah. a handful of that being discussed in your special. But you hit on a lot of stuff with a, with a really intelligent angle that you can tell that you didn't just like Google something for the sake of the joke. You right, actually right, have right, a genuine right. interest in it. Yeah, like you no, referenced have... Psychology.com last night. Or something. Yeah, I don't like the uh, uh, what's it called? Right here. I got a bunch right here. And it made me okay. want to go to that website because then you talked about statistics for a joke about Scientific why men. Scientific American Mind. Yeah, there it is. And that's a magazine you get. That's a magazine that I get. Uh, why We Cheat. Is that Haley Joel Osment on the uh, front cover? Six <laughs> science-tested like tips for building your resilience. How to raise a happy child. There's just like a lot, a bunch of little shit. Now, how to raise a happy child. Will you read that for the sake of genuine interest? No. Or? <laughs> well, they just <laughs> said jokes. that. I haven't okay. read this one yet. But like, um, would you read that for the sake of material or? Uh, no, I I read. I don't read too much for material. I just read what I like. I don't. It's like along I, with I the thing. I find that if yeah. unless I when I go out of my way to look for jokes, I don't find any. The same thing with networking for the sake of networking, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like I have a Lance Armstrong joke because I'm it interested is. in Lance Armstrong. So funny. And I that. went to see the documentary because I love the director of the documentary. Right. The, Ar- the Armstrong Lie? Yeah. yeah the Armstrong Lie. It's yeah. a fucking awesome movie. It's a great one. Yeah. Uh, th- that's, a, that's a good transition for us uh, with the Lance Armstrong thing. You've written jokes for Seth Meyers when he hosted the ESPYs. Uh, when he hosted the ESPYs and when he hosted the uh, Correspondents Dinner, well. which is <laughs> insane. How do you like? Okay, for the White House Correspondents Dinner, because that's essentially the biggest comedy show of the year in terms of uh, the yeah, kind of people that are watching. Yeah, I it. think it's. I don't. I mean, I think it's. It's the only comedy show that you know the president's at. It's a yeah. presidential roast, basically. Yeah. Right, and so like. What's your mindset when you know that you're going to be making fun of the most powerful man on the planet? Well, it was slightly easier for me because... Well, you're not the one out there. Because I... I, Because when he was a senator in Illinois, Mm -hmm. he saw Charlie and Donnell at an airport. 
and was like, hey, man, my wife loves your show. What? Uh, wow. So I knew he was a Chappelle. I knew Michelle was a Chappelle show fan. And Michelle I, was. That's Michelle funny. Obama so loves like, Chappelle I show. I think I he would have been, but he didn't. He ended up saying he was also when I met him. But, mm-hmm. but um, the. She says, fuck your couch all the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that's the fact that she likes the show makes me like I. Th- it makes me feel like I have an insight to her that like. I can't explain it, but uh, well, sure. You have an idea of her, of her sense of humor. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So with that, I just it was just shit. I would like to say to the president, it was just like, you're not a good president. <laughs> it was basically like the joke he did about like you could, you know, who it was. He I wrote a joke for Seth that was like, you could beat, you can beat the entire uh, Republican field right now, but you know who you couldn't beat yourself in 2008. <laughs> Oh my god, that's goes, a great joke. And he's like, and and I had Seth go like, oh, you should have seen it. <laughs> so full of hope. <laughs> and Obama's literally like, literally, he like uh, acted out seeing himself in two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was fucking awesome. Then shitting on Trump and well, now with the White House cor- with the yeah, White Trump House correspondence dinner, yeah. Yeah, he hated Seth Meyers. He yeah, talked he about him. him. Yeah. When do do you do you get it, some sort of thing where you know Trump's going to be in the audience so you can? Uh, I think there was a him? list of, but it was we actually didn't know he was going to be there. But it was like there was a list of people that were going to be there, and then there was all. But we also knew it was also just like political, so it was like yeah. make fun of Sarah Palin, make fun of like sure. make fun of the usual suspects, yeah, make fun of like the websites. Because if I remember that speech, Seth really went into Trump, like hammered, he, yeah, yeah, he hammered really him. got into yeah. it to where he now like Trump goes on Twitter, I think, and like I heard Seth say it on, I think um, there's an interview he did with like Ben Stiller and uh, have you seen the little thing? Yeah, I never, I remember when he did, I never watched that. that. Um, uh, um, Nantucket comedy festival. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so, but he was talking about how Trump still will go out of his way to bring up Seth, and so he's like, I gotta have him on my show, obviously, um, but then Trump will give me shit and and won't do it because he'll be like, oh, he wants me to come on his show because he's that desperate for you know. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Trump just no, Trump, spends everything. The night, he saw him the night after. Uh, really, Seth saw him the night after the correspondence dinner, mm-hmm. and uh, it's like Seth always says, like Lauren taught him to just take the high road, which is, and he just went over and said, like, hey, Donald, um, and Trump goes, you went too far. <laughs> <laughs> The first words out of his mouth. You yeah. went too far. You went too far. Well, then that answers my next question of, <laughs> yeah. of, 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 of do you think it's an act with Trump? I, I don't. No, he's a fucking buffoon. Yeah. He's, he's just <laughs> insane. A buffoon. He's a narcissistic buffoon. He's a fucking complete buffoon. By the way, buffoon yeah. is one of those great words that's in the same category for me as a bummer. Like when you tell somebody you're a bummer, that's yep. worse than – that's like the male version of cunt, I feel like, <laughs> because nobody wants to be – I used bummer yesterday, as a matter of fact. Isn't it a great word? Yeah, if you call somebody a bummer, like it especially hurts. at a party, you're like oh, I hurts. referred to something as a bummer. Like I didn't, it was no person, but I was like that was a real bummer. Yeah, I, I referred to one of my friends. I'm trying to work this into a bit about them being a bummer couple. Where I'm like, you guys are total BCs. Where you show up to parties that you didn't want to come to, yeah. and all you do is talk about how you got to get out of here because I got to get up tomorrow and do yeah. a lot of shit. And I'm like, then why'd you come out? They're like, oh, yeah, it's good. Like, every conversation, they'll just find a way to go. Yeah, yeah, no, this is this is fun to get out, but we got to get up tomorrow. Yeah, we got to like, get up. Uh, we have to go. Yeah, cool. Thanks for bringing down garage. this moment for me. Yeah, we got to yeah. clean up the garage. For when you're writing jokes, for uh, at some point you have to just be selfless and go. All right, I'm. You know, not going to get the uh, whether it's for Chappelle show or uh, everything that's not a stand up. Yeah, do you, I mean, well, that's why I only write for people I uh, like. Okay, like I just was about to. I was going to do a show with 
uh, some people and I was like, I realized like, oh, I don't want to, like I didn't, uh, like I would be spending my entire life force trying to make somebody else funny and famous. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I got to really like you <laughs> right, for me to do that. Like, Would you do it for Eddie Murphy? I would do it for Eddie. I would write mm-hmm. Eddie's autobiography with him. If he wanted me to, like that's how yeah. I would write fiction with Eddie. He's like, a god to you. He's your hero. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. he's my hero. No, like I would do anything with Eddie. Like no, I'll work with Rock. I'll work with the uh, yeah. Seth. I'll work with Schumer. Like people that I fucking really, really like. But you also it's have too it. hard, right? Yeah, it's well, too hard to because you're forcing it at that point. And... Well, it's not forcing it. It's just like I may have enough money mm-hmm. uh, to last. At least to the end of the year, I'm good. Um, no, I may have enough money to b- until death. Uh, so why do that to myself? Why fucking? I know I can do it. Right. So what's Proven the challenge? track record? So yeah, yeah it's like I know I, I absolutely know I can do it. So it's like, do I have a special relationship with a person? You know, the thing I like love Dave. So it's like I was happy to do the work. Right. Mm-hmm. Like. You know, I'll, I work with Chris. It's like I Chris Rock is my sure. favorite comedian. I fucking love Chris. So it's like I'm flattered, and at the same time, like I enjoy dedicating my time to the person. Is there that is there that part of you that even still, when Chris Rock likes you on Facebook or wants to yeah. wants to work with you on something, is there still that part of you that goes, "Holy shit, I'm yeah. working with Chris Rock." Yeah, I mean, now it's to the point where like. Because you came up with Dave, so you didn't know the, like, he was just Dave to you. Yeah. But and then, Rock, and then Bring the Pain came right? out. Chris was always my favorite. Like, I used to mm-hmm. tell people before Bring the Pain, that dude is the best joke writer yeah. in the world. Uh, I still think Bring the Pain is one of the best specials yeah, it is. ever. Uh, so, Rock watched my special. That was funny. Like, because he, I, what happened was I sent it to him mm-hmm. four months before it came out or something, and he never said anything. And I was like, did this motherfucker not watch it? Oh, or no, I was like, did he watch it? Is he lowballing it? Or, yeah, or like, did and he watch then, it and not like it? And then he doesn't know what to say? Or And then he told me not to name it Woman and Black Dudes. <laughs> okay. And then I said my special is coming out, Woman and Black Dudes is coming out. And he wrote, you called it that on Facebook. <laughs> Do you have a picture of that? <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> That's a screenshot, uh, that one. You called it that. And then I said, yeah, I did, Chris. I disobeyed you. And he wrote, I thought you had a chance. Um, he's just a fucking asshole he's like a mean older brother so Mm -hmm. so uh so yeah like but i still am flattered and excited and i don't want to be fucking corny around him you know i mean more than anything it's like the people you work with you have to try to impress them you have to want to try to impress them i don't want to be corny around seth or you know like well like seth i kind of don't care but yeah you're friends but you you have to once you uh, get involved professionally you have to be aware i think i heard you say this on another thing and started to reference another podcast but um about being cognizant of like uh i think it was on Chappelle show you were talking about like um whether it was a a director or or, well you're directing it but like somebody you're working with that um you have to like people can fire you over stupid things so you have to oh yeah no when you're that's the with dave with chris with well with dave back then yeah like i was worried i mean it's when you're working on a show with people it's personal but at the same time uh it's professional so it is at heart like I I said on on Barry's podcast like yeah. when you are the EP of a show like Letterman when it's like a so and so show Tosh 
Chelsea mm-hmm. Handler, Leno, Letterman, etc. Sure. Uh, yeah. You have to. You are in constant fear of the star when you're the EP. Sure. Unless you created the show, and even after three years, they can they'll fire you. Exactly. And you can create the show, bring someone in, and they what happens is they get so powerful they just go like fuck out of here. Because <laughs> uh, I know people that happen to. Sure. And, and and now at the same time, do you do you understand that because it's it's their name on the market? I understand it. Yeah. It doesn't. Again, that's another one of those things of like. Thankfully, I have enough money that I don't. I just won't. I don't want to put myself through that. Like I, mm. like I, it was, it's, it's taxing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's personally taxing to worry about another human being's feelings above your own. It's so, like being a fucking secret service man and you have to write their policy. <laughs> <laughs> so, when you, so when you're writing jokes for the ESPYs, you're not concerned about these athletes' feelings. Being oh, like, I, yeah. I mean, the ESPYs, I don't even like, I'm just trying to get like, just trying to write shit for Seth, so Seth looks good. But I don't. I heard they have no ESPN sense of humor. is worried about their feelings, and to the point of like stripping them, <laughs> like making them not good at all. I had a joke. So no athletes came after Seth after some of his. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Somebody told me my childhood hero, King Griffey Jr., does not like. Oh, uh, when 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 uh, <laughs> when when Norm Macdonald hosted, watch it on. Watch it on YouTube. He's mm-hmm. he says that. Oh, uh, uh, was he? Uh, he says that Tiger Woods is one of the best five black golfers on the PGA Tour. Just shit like okay, just right. like funny, broad, ironic jokes. Uh, you you know you won the Heisman and they can't take that away from you unless you kill your wife and a waiter. <laughs> uh, and they cut Great to line. Ken Griffey just yeah. fucking like like upset. And it's like you're fucking morons for cutting to him. Yeah. Um, so there, the ESPN. It's, uh, the other thing, the ESPNs gets like no one watches the ESPNs. It's know. like, it's well, sort of, because it, it's like it's it's an award show for sports when the they've award already is, won the award. Yeah, you yeah. you win. Like yeah. you win the championship. That's the award. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. I want to go back to the Zeddy thing real quick. Um, what, do you like ten more minutes? Is that cool? Yeah, of course. Ten fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you were telling me last night at your show, which, by the way, every Sunday, right? Every Sunday Comedy night, Theater. Santa Monica, the West Side Comedy Theater. Nine o'clock. See Neil and friends work out new material. Yeah, mm-hmm. Rock took a shot at me last night about it on Facebook. Because <laughs> he's like, why do you put and friends? <laughs> <laughs> what a like, great I, thing to have small you, talk no, about. I, yeah. no, it's like, I literally want to say, like, get fucking, get out of here. Dude, <laughs> Just something. leave us alone. Yeah. We're having a sleepover, you moron. Get out of here. You're too famous. <laughs> he, he, he is the older brother that, yeah. that, that you love, but still likes to come down and say, you're stupid. Yeah. Like, you're like, fucking like, idiot. Why are you yeah. hitting yourself? But, uh, but real quick, uh, if you are listening and you are on the West Side, there's really no comedy shows. And no. that being said, it's also... Uh, one of the best shows in Los Angeles because not only are you there every time, you bring only good comics and yeah. and you know a lot of people. So big dudes drop in right. and to work out shit for like Damon Wayans was there a couple weeks ago just yeah. to work out before. Dave's done it. Has he really? Right. Yeah, they must lose their minds. No one was there. It was like fucking twenty people. Wow, Jesus. and they and they have that moment. We ended up just talking the whole time on stage. It was interesting. Oh, you and Dave? I'm sure it was cool for people that if they were fans, of course. Uh, okay. So you were telling me last night that uh, a friend of ours and you went over to Eddie's place with Dave. Yeah. Um, which first of all, describing his house sounds like the type of house uh, that you would have. If you there is a gated <laughs> community at the top of Beverly Hills called mm-hmm. Beverly Murphy. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Beverly Eddie. <laughs> that's uh, it. I can't remember what it's called. Beverly. It's like 
it's not Beverly Glenn. It's some. Do like, you have his exact whatever. address? <laughs> um, and there is a. It's a gated community. So there is a mm-hmm. guardhouse. The guardhouse is nicer than most houses. <laughs> okay. So there's a guardhouse to get even into the neighborhood, and then it's like then there's all feet. the houses are gated. Okay. Um, and it's like Denzel and Rod Stewart, just mm-hmm. all rich. Judith Light, yeah. Shaq. Exactly. <laughs> Preacher Dan uh, Barry Bonds lives up there. That's oh, wow. Yeah, because I talked to him. I saw a picture. Arsenio tweeted a picture of Barry Bonds, at, at whatever, at Eddie's or something. And I was like, so then I met Barry Bonds and I was like, hey, man, you, you're friends with Eddie and Arsenio, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, I... I uh, I hang out at Eddie's all the time. What is that uh, voice? That's Barry Bonds. Bonds. He's, 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 he's got a very he high voice. He talks like a lady, kind of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, watch him do an interview. It's hilarious. What did you guys talk about? We. T- uh, it was excellent. It was. I did. I'm friends with Alan Thick. <laughs> I mean, Alan Thick. No, that's incredible. Uh, that's- uh, he was in the goods. I put him in the goods. So, yeah. uh, so we're friends. And the thing about Alan is, like, he's come to the store a bunch of times to watch mm-hmm. me. Whenever I do TV sets, he calls me. He's like, Neil Allen Thick here. Loved you on Arsenio. I love that he says his name. Yeah, Alan Thick here. Yeah. yeah. Alan Thick here. He's got right. one of the best voices of all the time. The best. Um, Mike. Uh, so, I, so Alan Thick has a TV show, a reality show about him and his wife that I think it, it airs in Canada. Now it's going to air here. Mm-hmm. And he, it was his birthday. So he had me. Chris Titus and Harland roast him, oh, but it was in go. the valley, the in the upstairs of an Italian restaurant for like <laughs> Alan and and like his six of his buddies, friends, like and yeah, like a like show that could be done 40, in a the theater, yeah, like forty, like just forty people, like Barry Bonds and <laughs> just a bunch of weird trophy wives and shit, <laughs> um, and uh, so me. Um, Titus and Harland. It was like a Neapolitan of eating it. Uh, three different ways to eat it. We showed you every. Th- I was mean. Um, Harlan was goofy. Mean and, and uh, Harlan was goofy, goofy and, and Titus bombed. was like neurotic and neurotic and bomb. Uh, yeah. Um, Great. And a girl, a lady, got mad because I because Robin Thicke wasn't there, and I was like, I was like. What kind of fucking birthday party is this if your son like right. if your son won't come something and yeah. someone was like Robin loves Al. I was like, lady, oh, okay, Jesus. yeah, eat your meatballs. Uh, and so shit. afterwards, well, I mean, uh, you mean you're at you're at a rich party and they don't it's they yeah, don't have to like, ham it up with the you cameras. Want me to do? Like I don't yeah. know the tone of a, I didn't know where I was coming. Did you start exactly. straying off and just like roasting the menu, being like, give me four yeah, aviolis? Exactly. No, I, I don't even remember. It was like a yeah, whatever. Uh, so I did like a blurred lines, yeah, yeah, which sure. is uh, Alan's how Alan describes the eighties. Bang, that was a big closer. <laughs> oh, um, didn't do that well, by the way. But that's did a great joke. Right. But no, I know it's a good joke. Yeah, didn't do that well. Wow. Um, so because uh, they hated me by that point. Any Kirk yeah. Cameron like uh, crazy Christian jokes? No, because um, I'm sure Alan's like Kirk's my friend yeah. <laughs> and my so TV anyway, son. Barry Bonds is there. So I, afterward, I was like, "Hey, man, you're friends with Eddie and Arsenio, right?" And he's mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, I go to Eddie's all the time." <laughs> I love this um, voice, dude. And uh, Ra- uh, and Barry Bonds has lost like 35 pounds, and yeah. he was telling me like he because he rides he rides like, he cycles like 50 miles a day. 
Um, and uh, so, and also stopped doing steroids. So um, it helps. <laughs> uh, yeah, his head was like markedly smaller. I was like, yeah, yeah. I actually wanted to make a joke in the row. I was like, Barry, it's good to see the brain swelling has gone down. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> so we're talking, and I was like, there was a thing on Real Sports about a pitch about a guy who had had tons of reconstructive surgery on his arm and then went to a this guy has a new oh, pitching the, thing. the brand new pitching motion. I saw yeah. that. Yeah. So I was, and I said to Barry Bonds, I was like, do you ever, I go, do you see that real sports? Mm-hmm. As I'm saying it, I realized that real sports did more pieces about him on steroids than oh, any show in the world. Right. So he's like, he's like no, I don't watch it. And, uh, but yeah. there was like a tone. Um, and I was like, so we're talking about, and I go, there's also a thing where I read an article where good hitters mm-hmm. have incredibly good vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of them to a man, like like fucking uh, Joe DiMaggio, just Ted like Williams, yeah, Ted Williams, all those guys, crazy good vision. Yeah. So I, I go, Barry, did you have good good eyesight? And he goes, he goes, yeah. In fact, now it's like blurry to me, and I'll go to the eye doctor, and he'll say it's twenty twenty, meaning his vision, mm-hmm. what he considers blurry, everybody else considers perfect. Wow! So, Holy shit! So we're talking, and I, and I and he goes, he goes, but that's not why I was a good hitter. He goes, I was a good hitter because I would watch a lot of tape, and I knew guys' tendencies, and I knew where they were going to throw. And I go, now is that something you could? Is that innate, or is that something mm-hmm. you could tell your teammates? And he goes, I could have told them. I didn't. What? Wow. The fuck? <laughs> and I wanted like confetti to drop. <laughs> right. Like, Thank you, Barry Bonds. Yes. I just wanted to make sure you were still yourself. <laughs> yes. Thanks, uh, for, thanks for confirming everything that Jeff yeah. Kent Thank said. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, no, it was the best. So, uh, <laughs> so I could have told so, them, but I didn't. Uh, Somewhere Jeff I didn't, Kent and he's is like, really pissed right now. And then that's when they yeah. say I'm a bad teammate. Mm. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, so, yeah, so me and they went to Eddie's and uh, bowling alley. Bowling, arcade. Like we go in there and it's like a mansion and you go downstairs. Eddie's downstairs bowling. So we go down there and he's literally just bowling <laughs> in a two person bowling alley with his girlfriend. And you said with mm-hmm. the machine, with the animation of the turkey. Yeah, like the turkey. two. He's got the, the little key. He's got the mon. It's like a bowling alley. He lives in a Dave and Buster's. <laughs> yeah, basically. And there is a there is an arcade. Well, with of course, candy and all kinds of shit. What? Um, with tickets and, uh, in a prize center? <laughs> yeah. Um, where you nachos. He makes fresh nachos every day. <laughs> He's a nacho machine. You know what? <laughs> it's fuck, fucking why, gross. But why, wouldn't you have a, why, why wouldn't you have a nacho machine? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I once went to one of those prize centers and spent, I think, like $95 and quarters on NBA Jam, got 6,000 tickets, which bought me two now and laters and a laminated photo of Montel Jordan. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, my, my money most spent, my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so what happened? Okay, the so then we hang out. Uh, we start bowling. Eddie types our names into the machine. <laughs> Spell my name correctly, by the way. It's a big N-E-A-L, which yeah. is not easy for anyone. Respect. Um, yeah, like he, Eddie, Eddie is, he, Eddie's my friend. Hmm. Um, he really like we're. I consider him. I mean, whatever. Like, what I point, love that dude. Now, up until this point, uh, I mean, you've met him before. Yeah, so. I met him before. We were. We've talked about doing shit. Like, we've. Hmm. Uh, you know, like. Um, and you know his brother well. I know his brother well. It's like if you're friends with somebody's brother, you know them. You know them. Yep. Like it's like. Um, so does he think the uh, he was depicted well in the uh, Rick James? Oh yeah, he. We watched it. We showed it to him before it aired, and he was like, he's like. That's a nerve-wracking moment. Yeah. He said, I believe the exact quote... Oh, it was incredibly nerve-wracking. He said, I believe... I think he the quote was... Uh, 
you niggas deserve an Emmy for this shit. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Done. That's yeah. the best shit ever. And uh, how much how relieved were you when you said that sentence? Or that just was how stunning. I was almost I was like it was like my I, my eyes were watering. It was like, oh, like sure. my face went hot. It, it, it's God acknowledging your existence. Yeah, and he wanted to watch it again. That was oh. good. That's great. Um, so you're hanging out. I, you're talking comedy, yeah, and just oh yeah. So we're at his house, and me and Dave were straight up. Da- oh, here's the other thing. He's he's a uh, he loves weed, mm-hmm. and when you've got as much money as him, and you're a germaphobe, <laughs> which he's not like huge. He's just like yeah. everyone gets their own joint. Right. Um, <laughs> now I don't smoke weed. It's a good host. Dave mm-hmm. had like three hits of his joint, of his own joint, and. Uh, uh, was fucking gone. So that speaks to, and Eddie was just smoking him like cigarettes. So, so he likes him some weed. He loves of the weed. strongest mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. yeah. Um. So Dave stoned, and I'm just like peppering him with questions. Mm. And and I was like, so, so I'm like, so when did you? I was like, so what would you do? Like, how would you work bits out? And he was, I was like, would you go to the like the strip and like have a little bit and then bomb with some? And he goes. Mm-hmm. I told Adam this last yeah. night. He goes, no, no, nigga, there was no bombing. Um, <laughs> there was no bombing. Yeah, he goes, I, he's like, I bombed like twice. Um, and um, and then so. Which is probably true. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. not, he's not lying. If you're doing that at 22 at the Garden and yeah. you're who you yeah. are on SNL, you just he's don't. Like, I would, he's like little parts of work and then I just expand it, try a little bit more and whatever. That's how like the barbecue, all that shit. He's like, so, I've never bombed. You're like, have you seen Pluto Nash? No. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so he, so then me and Dave are like, dude, you got to do stand up again. And Dave's like, come on, Eddie. Rodney did it till he was like 80. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and Eddie goes, because you never got to Dave, see him live, right? He goes, he goes, no. He goes, Dave, I'm not Rodney. He goes, you guys, I'm not Rodney. He goes, I'm with Chaplin and them. We're just like, okay. Oh, All right. shit. It's one of those things where you kind of go like, I can't argue with him. Yeah, yeah, you are with you are right. one of the greatest comedy movie stars of all time. Exactly. Um, and you were saying that like yeah, because you said you or Dave was berating him about oh, like, when to see him live. Yeah, yeah. Dave was like, "Come on, man! I've never gotten. You're my favorite comedian. I've never got to see you live." And Eddie goes like, "He's like, so what?" He goes, "People have never gotten to see Kareem live." Yeah. Oh well, watch tape. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, "He goes tape on him. He's not he goes, back. you want to see Kareem now? You have to watch him on that diving show, That's Splash." <laughs> Literally, Eddie said that. And yeah. then, so then, uh, later on, Dave, again, peppering him, peppering, peppering. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is like a great moment that I wish, like, I wish I could have filmed it. It's so poetic and weird, though. It's, so Dave's like, come on, man, you got to do stand-up, you got to do stand-up. And, and we're just standing, it's me, Dave, and Eddie on Eddie's patio with, like, an open fire pit and t- giant TV screens. You step back from that for a minute, right, to just go. Yeah, but I was – Dave went out first because he was smoking. Mm. And then – so uh, Dave goes, come on, you got to – and he, he goes, you got to do something. And Eddie goes – Eddie looks at Dave and goes, what about you, nigga? What about you? <laughs> and shit just got real. Yeah, and, and Dave looks at me. I go, he got you there, Dave. Yeah. And – uh and it was like, oh, and Dave's shit. like, fine, I'll do stand. He goes, Dave goes, I'll do a movie if you do stand up at the premiere. It was just like a fucking yeah, stone. Yeah, sure. And like then you're like, whoa, whoa, somebody, yeah, it. record that. Yeah. yeah, someone write this down. Uh, but it was like this great, like, oh. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then Eddie said, he, I came, I was out, and Eddie goes, Neil, I figured what, th- I figured out what this is. Basically, I'm Jimi Hendrix, and Dave's trying to get me to play guitar again. 
mm-hmm. and I'm on some like, no, I'm on some Doctor Doctor Doolittle Two shit. <laughs> <laughs> like he just likes making money. Yeah, those, genuinely, like those movies. Like, yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't. Wouldn't watch this movie, but he does it. He gets twenty million dollars. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he. Nobody can put themselves in that shoes of saying no to something like that. Well, it's also like, as I've explained to other people, it's like, you don't, you know how many scripts Eddie gets that are not very many? Like he, you know what I mean? Like there aren't very many parts written for a 50 year old black dude who's also, what's he going to do? Play a cop? He's right. played. You're right. He's played everything. So many cops. Yeah, exactly. And what can and, he play? in the iconic. And the other thing, and then so, he yeah. did like Dream Girls, and he's like, so good. He's like, it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. He goes, a lot of work. I don't get any money, and then I get nominated for a prize and lose. So, why? What's the point? Wow. Yeah. Like, what? What's the point? Literally, he said that about playing prior. He's like, I gotta learn. I gotta lose weight. I gotta, and then I get literally get nominated. I gotta cry in public and shit. <laughs> I don't remember if he said that, but he's going over it. No, but he's uh, he's like, for what? For what? Like, for so what? But that's what I love about him. It's like when people go like, when he lost the Oscars, he walked out, and people were like, staying. It's like, no, he'd rather be home smoking weed and strumming an acoustic guitar. Like, that's what he, and watching television. Yeah, and you've seen his house. Yeah, you'd rather be there than in the Kodak Theater. I'm fucking, I don't, I literally have... No money compared to him, mm-hmm. and I don't like to leave my house. Like I like for I don't do shit, <laughs> and I don't and I, you know what I mean. Like yes. I won't write. For, it's like I get it. Mm-hmm. He made thirty five million dollars for for Shrek three. Jesus Christ! And he records Done. it in his basement. No, he doesn't. He's a studio. Yeah, because yeah. well, he's making music too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. They probably just brought it. Yeah. Why yeah. would you? So, yeah, so, so you, when people are like, why would I, for what? Uh, he's like, I already did, he's like, I did 30 movies. Yeah. And, and you said when you asked him about doing stand-up, like, uh, inquired if he would, like, go to the clubs and work out, but he just, like, it's impossible. 20, what, he hasn't done it in 20 years or something, right? Uh, it'll be 30 soon. Jeez. Yeah, and, and, and the same thing you said last night, like, why would he, he said to you, like, why would I... Because like, you don't think fuck, he's going to, For right? what? Yeah, it's like, he's already proven he could do it. He was like, he's like... Why he's like I have an idea. How about I make a movie? It'll you come in, you pay, you sit down, you watch the movie, and then I disappear and you go home. And you keep wondering <laughs> what I'm gonna do next. Yeah, right. and I'm a fucking still a mystery and still he. Oh, here's the other thing. I go well. Aren't you competitive? And he's like, he goes, yeah, but I also know that no one's put it down the way I did. So fuck, that's awesome. Yeah, God, it's like awesome. he's like and I know too. what I I know what I did. So yeah. it's like no one has put it down as hard as I did. So conquered. Like you're good. What? Why? All he can do is lose. He can either tie himself, yeah. or mm-hmm. lose. <laughs> the best he can get is like you're as funny as you used to be. Which is like you're, I know I'm yeah, funny as I used to be. Yeah, you're as funny as you. Yeah, it's like you can't he get better. said fucking. You gotta watch fucking Kareem on Splash. It's like, no, he's still funny. There's not mm-hmm. a problem. I love too that the he's the best. Not- was yeah. he had a picture of Obama, <laughs> him meeting Obama, and he's like, he goes, yeah, Obama was like real nice to me. And you see the picture. Obama looks like he's meeting a god. That's yeah, so awesome. and then he's just like, hey man, and it's like, hey man, yeah, you're the president. Dude. Why not? It's like Obama and Michelle's first date was going to see do the right thing. Eddie Murphy and Obama are the same age. Oh, so Obama was living in Hawaii, was going to Columbia when Eddie did the fucking 
Mr. White sketch on SNL. It's like, no, 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 you're the you're the president. You yeah. are a Barack Obama to Barack Obama. That's yeah. how I felt when I met Obama. It's like, yeah, I've never met Eddie Murphy. What, what does Eddie <laughs> think of Dave? Like uh, as he was coming up, I mean, he's because people he probably, loved Dave. Yeah. He yeah. was actually. This goes back to the the club when Dave was doing Nutty Professor. Mm-hmm. Eddie <laughs> told him the scream scene. You, the Eddie's like, best. yo, man, I'm like. I like you've got a good your act is real visual. He's like you could write movies. He goes you should write a movie. And then we wrote Habit. Like that's one of those things. It's Eddie like Murphy propelled. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like he told Dave you should write a movie. Well, that when your hero tells you to do something, you go, oh crap, my yeah. Hero like I guess me. I should. Yeah, I should Eddie's probably. the best black screenwriter ever. Like he 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 wrote Coming to America, Coming to America, mm-hmm. and Boomerang, which people sleep on, but yes. it's like Boomerang's a Underrated. fucking great movie. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, but he, he he looked at Dave though, and does he look at him now? Do you think as like kind of because uh, no now, one's done like well, it? Well, now what was hilarious is like that night we were just like two annoying kids. Dave was like a stoned and annoying. <laughs> he was just fucking annoying. Him. It was hilarious. Oh, this is the best. At one point, uh, at one point, this is like such a. This is where where Eddie channeled rock for a second. Mm-hmm. He Eddie goes. Uh, I go Eddie. How long were you doing stand up? He goes. I was. He goes. I've been doing. I was doing stand up like. For seven years when I did Delirious or Raw or something, just something unbelievable. Yeah, right. And he goes, Neil, how long have you been doing it? I was like six years. And he goes, oh, that's why you're asking me all this fucking question. (laughs) 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 And I I wanted to go like, shut up. You fucking, yeah, it's like, I'm not going to not ask you questions. Right. I'm not going to, you're fucking Eddie Murphy. Like, I'm not, you're, I know you, we're cool. Like, we hug and all that shit. But Mm -hmm. like. I'm still, still I still want to know. Right. I still want to know. Like I want to know for myself. Uh on a on a I mean uh, you know different scale. Like that's how I feel with Chappelle's show with you right now. Okay. Like, I feel like I would want to talk about like it's tough to navigate through this podcast without just going back to it every 5 minutes. I get that. Like mm-hmm. I, I How remember, does that make you I mean is that annoying or is that fun? Uh no. I when people are I don't it's like getting complimented is never annoying. Right. <laughs> and to yeah. know that your work holds up uh, yeah, I get. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, uh, whether it holds up or not, it's a. But it it what it it's like where it it's like Lauren always says the your favorite SNL cast is the one that was on with. when you were in high school, yeah. right? So it's like he's right. It's like college for Chappelle show, but like yeah. SNL for that's me, our age group, right? Yeah, there. like you know what's funny, and I'm, I'm gonna just uh, we'll wrap this up in a few. Uh, but like your influences, like for me, sketch has always been. Um, how I like at least I mean Eddie Murphy Delirious was the first stand up I saw. If you don't count a Sinbad special that my dad showed me when he sucked the McDonald's straw and got the vein popping out of his forehead, sure. remember that? <laughs> um, and then I got the host for Sinbad in Ontario once, and my dad drove over, and it was like the greatest day of his life. That's awesome. Because he was like, "Wow, I'm watching my son perform with the comic that I watching my son eat shit in front of a bunch of middle aged black people." <laughs> yeah, and I had to be clean, and I was like four and a half years in, and I yeah. was like. Pulling up jokes. That's where you're like going. You're scanning your act. <laughs> you're like you have a 15 second delay on your yeah, act. Yeah. You're oh, like, do I say fuck coming up, <laughs> <laughs> dude? Oh, and that's the worst when you realize that you do, but you're already yeah. midway through the joke, yeah. and, and you're you like, like, I don't edit. think I rhythmically I can't figure out a better word than fuck <laughs> yeah. in the next 10 seconds. And but, you're like, all right, and then you're like, I guess I got to talk to the manager after this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, Living Color was my shit for elementary school, middle school, as far as like what made me go. Oh, comedy is the best thing ever. And then it was SNL in high school, and then Chappelle Show in college. Um, and so, like, what what was it for you? Like when you were uh, I mean, for I, me, it was it was like the SNL. People, yeah, 
SNL when I was real little. Like this is a creepy thing. I don't know if I ever said this on a podcast. Nice. I, I, I said when Eddie was on SNL, I was like eight or nine. And I used to stay up to watch it. And then when my parents would pull in the driveway, I'd run up and pretend to be asleep. And at one point, I said to my mom, Mom, you got to let me stay up to watch SNL. It's important. And I was like nine, which is like creepy. As I was saying, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. That's really creepy. It was, yeah. That you knew this was maybe. No, I could When I saw sketch comedy, I couldn't believe it. I literally Mm -hmm. was like, wait, what do they do? Like they do a shorter version of a of a yeah, thing and a make three fun of it. Yeah, it's like the best, like that. Like so, like the Eddie shit, the Eddie years of SNL, and then the Billy Crystal, Christopher Guest, Harry Shearer years, mm-hmm. and then then I kind of stopped watching just because I was like in high school and fucking partying my dick off. Right? <laughs> yeah, you do and, do, so. uh, yeah, I was. Yeah, because you don't drink or smoke now. No, I used to drink all the time in <laughs> high school. Um, Were you fun? And then Were you fun once drunk? I moved out of my parents' house, I've gotten drunk three times. I really just didn't wow. want to be with my parents. <laughs> um, well, part of this podcast is we drink a bottle of whiskey at the end. What? You guys. Um, Were you a fun drunk so, so then, and then I moved out here when I was like, not, Stiller Show? Yeah. It's ben before, Stiller Show. There you go. Ben Stiller Show when I dropped out of school. Mm-hmm. And then Mr. Show. Yeah. Mr. Show. And, awesome. and then after that, it was like. But then pretty much after that was like Chappelle show. Well, like then it then just started doing Chappelle show. And now like, but I always loved SNL too. Like, yeah. like I love Will and, and Molly Shannon and Sherry well, Terry. Were the things you would steal from like the way that people, you know, actors will say, you know, steal from certain people to like for your, I mean, wh- from what shows would, when you got on Chappelle show, you're like, Oh yeah, I remember loving this. I mean, you guys definitely like created a new, uh, a new well, the, avenue. The, yeah. Like in terms of just like, I don't really know. Because the live shit with video, and... everyone tries to do now. And you guys, I feel like, were the originators of that formula. But somebody reminded me that mm-hmm. Robert Townsend had a show called Townsend Television where he did that. Wow. Um, but I don't, I don't remember it. Um, although I, Robert Townsend is a, a big influence. Like, sure. Like Hollywood Shuffle is a fucking awesome movie. Uh, I remember we were writing Half Baked. We had to turn in the next day and Hollywood Shuffle was on. And me and Dave were watching. And I was like, dude we got to turn this off because we're never going to finish. Yeah. And I remember like a month later, he's like, you know what? If you hadn't turned it off, <laughs> we never would have finished. Um, so, so, like that. so yeah, like Mr. Show was a big, I used to go to tapings of Mr. Show. Um, like, so yeah, like that shit. But I, I honestly, but having said that, Mr. Show wasn't, Chappelle Show wasn't really like Mr. Show. Right. I mean, it, how does it feel to know that the way you look at SNL, the way you look at Mr. Show and Living Color, like you've, you helped create that moment now for a whole new generation. Uh, you have honestly, it doesn't moment in pop culture. feel like much because mm-hmm. it's like when when someone said, like for instance, I don't know how many downloads you guys get. But a lot. Someone says, like, mm-hmm. "All right, Adam, take it easy." <laughs> um, <laughs> you may get recognized on the street from this podcast. Um, just saying. <laughs> the if someone says, like, "Can you believe you've had the seven whatever seventy thousand downloads?" Mm-hmm. and you just go like. Yeah, I don't know. The cool. experience, you never, I don't, I'm not aware of anyone listening to this as we're doing it. So it's, it's identical to that. When people go like, can you believe you sold that many DVDs? I'm like, only one time did I see, I was like parking or something. And I, I was like, what is that? And someone had like a bay window and they were watching the show. And I was like, I just like looked at them watching Chappelle show. 
mm-hmm. on the street, and I was like, I shouldn't look at this. <laughs> it's weird, right? It's yeah, a it was weird. fucking weird. Norman like, Rockwell wanna, moment. Yeah, yeah. A guy yeah. on a plane in a <clears throat> again a much smaller scale uh, was uh, watching the heat, and he start, was laughing really loud. And he woke me up from sleeping, and then he looks at me and goes, sorry, man, this is fucking hilarious. Guy probably in his, like, mid-60s, and was about to come up on my first scene. And so I was just like, all right, I'm just going to fucking, like, have a moment here. So I wait, and then I just, like, kind of nudge him, and I look over, and I go, and I point to the TV, and then he looks at me, and he goes, huh? And then he just fucking took off his headphones and lost his mind. <laughs> oh, but he it was, went like he was because I go, "That's me." Yeah. And he was like, "What the fuck?" And he was like, "Oh shit, what are yeah. you doing, in coach?" <laughs> I fucking knew it. <laughs> but then, but like that was, you know. And then I just went back to sleep. But uh, well, you know what? Did you regret doing it? What I always no, because his face was priceless. embarrassing. I always find it. I remember one time I said, like, when I I would get recognized a little bit from Chappelle Show and. And I remember saying to Dave, like, I was like, it's so embarrassing, like, at my level to get embarrassed and he get, or to get recognized. And he goes, it's embarrassing at every level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's fucking weird. It's not. Human beings aren't supposed to be famous. Like, we're not built for fame. It's not built to our mindset. We're not equipped for it. But yeah. literally, that's why fame wins. Every, it makes everybody insane. I mean, everybody that gets mm-hmm. super famous. Is like, it crazy to think that people, that, I mean, saying that, like, before all the social media and Internet stuff, like, people were still losing their minds from fame. But now it's. Well, now everyone's a little famous. Everyone wants to be. Everyone is admitting that they want to be famous. Yeah. Even yeah. though if they're like, you know, someone, there are people on Yelp who think they're going to get famous from their Yelp. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the number one Yelp reviewer on the Upper East Side. I'm certified, bro. That Alan Thick roast at the Italian <laughs> restaurant was shitty. Yeah. <laughs> Neil Alan Thick calling. <laughs> Do you the have best a- was Alan came to see me at the store. And Argus Hamilton was on before me, and he goes, and Alan goes, boy, Argus has been doing Argus for a while, huh? <laughs> wow. What a great uh, line. Yo, you have a, and John Legend comes to see you at the factory. I oh, yeah, John's once. a buddy of mine. From, uh, I actually right. knew him. He did Chappelle's show. We were cool. And then I reconnected with him kind of through, tw- through his wife. His wife, him and his wife were at the correspondence dinner. Nice. And I kind of reconnected with him. And wow. Chrissy is such a cool his wife, right? Yeah, she's yeah. like a model and shit. Yeah, has he done the champs? Yeah, uh, he's done the he's done it. And uh, which, by the way, is your podcast with Moshe Cash, yes. which is um, great. Ask me how many downloads we got. How many downloads? A lot. There you go. <laughs> um, so, uh, now, wh- why do you only have black comedians on? Uh, or, we only have black people because it's I know a lot of black people, and that they just won't be on any other podcast. <laughs> They literally they don't. They go on yours. Like, they won't do... They don't know... Yeah, Wayne Brady and Arsenio, I don't think, have done podcasts other than yours, right? They, Arsenio did... Um, Maybe like a WTF or something? Did a, no, he didn't do WTF. Mm-hmm. He did Corollas because they were on... Oh, the Celebrity Apprentice together. Yeah. Right, together. right, right. But, yeah, like, there's tons of Blake's done... Blake Rivens yeah. done a couple of so times. Like, yeah. he's not going to do any... I mean, I think he... But, like, there's people that... Yeah, like, I just know a lot of black dudes that... Other podcasters don't know. Where does that stem from? You talk about it in your act a little bit. Um, I don't know where it stems from. Your fascination with the culture or whatever. Like I'm can... not even like fa- I I like like it and relate to it. Yeah. I don't. I'm not like. What are those people doing? <laughs> <laughs> this is fascinating. <laughs> like that's the thing. Is like it's not a. It's not hard for me to be blooded friends with black dudes. Like I don't. I don't. Like Barry said the thing about me and Dave were like it, when there was no color. It was like we were like clear. Like there yeah. was no pigment. Like I don't. And I, it's kind of. I just. It just never occurred. I don't know. Like I. And you not, can tell because you can't tell who wrote what sketches. You don't know yeah. if Dave wrote one or if you wrote one. Yeah, and that's and um, but I don't. It's like I'm friends with like 
Donnell is fucking funny to me. I, like, you know what I mean? Like, they're yeah, funny in the same way. And I don't... Yeah. And, yeah, so I can't explain it. Like, I, there's no... I also don't understand how people in comedy aren't friends with a thousand black dudes because it's like... I would say it's like being in fashion and not being friends with gay dudes. It's like, <laughs> they're the best. <laughs> they're good at it. Yeah, like, why would you not... And also, like... They're, yeah, it's like I, I, yeah, I just don't get it. They're the coolest. Well, they're the coolest, but it's also just like they're fucking funny and nice yeah. and cool and so interesting. Why wouldn't you want to be friends yeah. with them? Uh, yeah. But a lot of them, it's like a lot of it's like they, it's just like an opportunities. Yeah, most like, people, like, yeah, like really I, aren't I, friends. Yeah, I don't even think you seek it out necessarily. It just sort of no. What I happens. mean, at this point, they come to me. There you go. Um, <laughs> Neil, Neil Brennan, gatherer of black yeah. people. Follow me. That is, uh, that is your next album right there. <laughs> <laughs> they all love Go to Santa Monica. Yeah. Um, before we close out, uh, and I'm sure people ask you this all the time, but it's a, a genuine um, uh, curiosity of mine. Um, I mean, is there a – it doesn't have to be a one sketch because I'm sure that question gets asked a lot. But even a moment or – like you, I've uh, heard you say to me at the Santa Monica show about like great feelings of like when you and Dave – uh, the pressures of needing to come up with a sketch. Yeah, and, like there was a well, great feeling. The one of... I like the the one that's the best. One of those is um, that legal system one where Dave's like on jury. It's called jury selection. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. late in the second season. Yeah, because we had we were in St. Tom. We would like go to St. Thomas to write sketches. It was just like a, <laughs> one time we went to Rome. It's a long story. Just Why not? Long story. But at that so? point, we were like didn't like each other, so we just kind of went to Rome and argued the whole time. <laughs> um, and uh, but we were like, it was like metal on metal. Like we got a fucking, and uh, there was a Michael Jackson article in Vanity Fair. And I was like, and I read it and was like, all right, here you go. You're fucking, your boy's fucking, mm-hmm. it's all here. Mm-hmm. And he read it and was like, nope. I still, and I was like, you don't fucking <laughs> think any black. And I was like, and we both looked at each other like. Ah, <laughs> oh, this is a sketch. And it was yeah. like it was, and it was, was like moment. we needed a sketch badly, and it was mm. like, it was like, oh, thank God. I mean, that's not that's the thing. Goes back to Eddie. I one time asked him with one of my fucking questions <laughs> um, if he, when he was on SNL, did he feel like he was just dominating? And he's like, no, man, I was like in the trenches. Fuck. And uh, and I go, this is the the most telling thing about what it's like to be somebody versus looking at him. Mm-hmm. I go, when did it feel like you got out of the trenches? And he was like, I don't know, like after Nutty Professor? Like, wow. What? Yeah, yeah, so you just go like, it's not like... So even when he's making... When, even when he does the scene 48 in hours, 48 Hours, where right when he hits Beverly camera... Beverly Hills Cop. Like, fucking... 48 Hours, he said, I go, what was... I asked him, I was like, what was the first thing you shot? Mm-hmm. And he was like, we shot the thing where... I'm waiting in the car, and uh, I open the door and hit the dude. That yeah. was the first day of shooting. And he goes, and he goes. I remember they had me in like one of those honey wagons that they put extras in. And uh, holy shit! And Dave was like, "Were you pissed?" And he goes, "It's like pissed. No, man, it was like the greatest summer of my life. <laughs> wow, it's like fucking living in L.A." He goes, "I had a convertible. <laughs> it's like I was getting per diem." <laughs> done. Even, even trading places, nobody talks about. That's one of my favorites. I don't like trading places. Why not? Everybody, Everybody else, I because it's a shitty story. Of just uh, yeah, yeah. he's just so good in it. The ending doesn't make sense either. Yeah, one dollar. <laughs> um, uh, but what, sorry, so that was your favorite? Uh, yeah, sketch. the legal system. But because, like, mom- because it like it meant it was like it's funny as shit. Yeah, and uh, play, it's got one of my favorite jokes from. in it, which is um, 
uh, like something about Michael Jackson. Dave goes, he made Thriller. Thriller. <laughs> Just pause. Like that. Like that. And that's, like, said. that's it. Like yeah. that's the whole defense. It's right. like, that's really black people's only defense against Michael Jackson. It's like, he, don't you see he couldn't have? Because <laughs> he made Thriller. He couldn't have. <laughs> that to me is like uh, kind of a bummer like why the show is maybe not still on because the amount of social commentary you guys did as well as like John Mayer then pops. Like it start, once it yeah. started to become cool, like I can only imagine the things you guys would tackle now and the, amount, and the people. Dude, Obama would probably be in a sketch. I don't doubt that for a second. Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, you know, you never think about. This I had stuff, a fucking right? no. I have a fu- I have a hilarious sketch for Obama. But it's not. It, it's an Obama sketch. It would basically be like the Secret Service doesn't know anything about black culture. So he. So they're telling Obama about all the threats, right? But it's all black threats. So they're like, so-and-so said he's going to come and split your wig. We're not taking it seriously. And Obama's like, wait a second. What did he say? He said, get my track shoes. I'm in real trouble. And they're like, no. He said. Uh, he's the only one that can decode it. He said. Yeah, exactly. He's like, no, 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 no. Say it again. That's real. <laughs> bust a he's cap. He mate. said he's going to bust a cap. That's on his mother. <laughs> No, and they're like, we're not. And he's like, no, you need to take this very seriously. <laughs> That'd be a great sketch, uh, yeah. Neil. Thank you so much. For, yeah, my pleasure. I got pee, guys. Us, yeah. Oh, pee. Follow uh, on Twitter at in my Neil Brennan. Super cool bathroom. <laughs> it's the best. Follow, follow Neil Brennan on Twitter uh, at Neil Brennan. Uh, watch his special. Women uh, and black dudes. Yeah. Women and black Central. dudes. He performs Comedy Store Laugh Factory and on the neilbrennan.com. Yeah, yeah. Yep, that's the website for all the tour dates. Uh, Neil's taking a pee. We're going to take this moment to, uh, to uh, I don't know, just bask in the glory of the giant island heads that are hanging <laughs> yeah. on the wall. Thanks, Neil. <laughs> I was hoping he'd scream from the bathroom. If you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleisinger. Schleisinger, I've been friends with her for 10 years. One of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore. Because it's here. And it's funny. And I love you.